I hate to break it to everyone, but the spot, if you're a C-suite executive, the spotlight is on you. Right. It is on you. It is. Yeah. Right. And so, so ch- take that off. Right. Cause it's, it's going to be on you. Right. And I think anytime you're a leader, the spotlight's on you. Right. You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's how that works. Right. And so, so I think that's, that's one issue. Welcome to the Performance Mindset Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Calandrino, CEO of Beyond Commercial. After a decade of providing expert commercial real estate advice and consultation to the business owners and investors I serve, I wanted to share some of the most inspiring and influential leaders I've met along the way. The goal of this podcast is to share valuable insights from these impactful individuals, as well as business and commercial real estate trends. If you want to grow, you're tuning in to the right show. Hello, friends. This is Amy Calandrino, and I'm coming to you with the latest installment of the Performance Mindset Podcast. If you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple, or otherwise, you may not be able to see this, but if you're on YouTube, yes, I have a new set and super excited for my new recording studio to help boost the level of content that I have uh, coming out to y'all. So this is a the first podcast that I'm recording here, and it happens to be my friend, Sarah Malcolm. Hello, Sarah. Hey, so great to be here. I love your new set. It looks amazing. And so do you, by the way. Oh. Fabulous, fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Can we just, uh, I'm going to give a little bit of bio about Sarah, but actually Sarah had to kind of dress me on the run because the news decided to come today to, to interview me and she was you're a big deal. <laughs> yes. And you were able to give me some tips, like what looks good, what doesn't look good. And uh, Sarah did say I got to keep the Gryffindor headband. So I was really excited about that, but the rest of my outfit I had to ditch. <laughs> so but let's talk about Sarah because I know her. She's a fellow power beacon She's also part of the Commercial Real Estate Influencers Summit. And let me talk about all the other things that she does. And I do not want to get it wrong. So I have my trusty paper here. But she's a founder and executive vice president, managing director of Quiet Valor. And it's an ad agency servicing companies within tech, biotech, real estate, and healthcare space. She takes brands with zero traction and builds them into something incredible. She's poured her energy into all the companies she she's worked with since her company has her career started. Top 25 women founders in commercial real estate as of 2022 and a part of CREI. And if you don't know what CREI means, it means commercial real estate influencers, a movement of influential women in commercial real estate. And Sarah's gift is building authentic relationships through the latest in digital marketing innovation, and that makes her a sought-out industry voice. So her passion for bringing together people in new ways is what has won her awards and captured the attention of Forbes, talk about a big deal, where she is a featured contributor. And yeah, so that's a lot about you. Anything else to add that I'm missing? Or I guess we'll cover it in the podcast today, right? I think that was enough. I don't think people need to know anymore. Too bad you're on the podcast. You're going to have to, people listening are going to have to hear some more about Sarah, but (laughs) you're hilarious. But yeah, like tell us a little bit more about your background, how you first got started, 
And then within that, I'm going to let you kind of ramble on for a little while, but talk about you know, how you got involved with Power Beacons, Commercial Real Estate Summit. Talk about the evolution of your journey. Give us the Reader's Digest. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So um, I actually started out in music. Fun fact. I know. I don't think you knew that, Amy, but I was in the music industry for a little bit and I, you know, couldn't make money. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) So I went into retail And I worked on the creative side of retail. Again, another surprise, right? But I loved it. And I worked for Macy's, amazing company, went through the training program. I have nothing but amazing things to say about that company. They were amazing. And then I went to Saks Fifth Avenue. And when I was at Saks Fifth Avenue, I helped open up a bunch of stores for them. And again, this is a long time ago, but we you know opened up a lot of stores and again i was on the creative side and when i was there mike kirchival who was the ceo of icsc we had a meeting and that was just like a touch based meeting it wasn't for anything else he we we had known each other my family's in commercial real estate so uh we were just you know we we're just meeting catching up and at that time i had started a fashion blog and it had gained major major traction And I was also styling celebrities on red carpets, like the American Music Awards, Billboard, Country Music Awards, all of the the red carpets that have to do with music. I most likely put some dress or suit on a celebrity. So it was really exciting. And so I was doing that. I was living this like fabulous life on the retail fashion side. And, you know, he had said to me, this is amazing what you're doing, right? Can you come work for us? We need help to transform and like catch up, right? And this was back in like 2009, right before the huge digital transformation that we all went through. And I said, of course, of course I will. I was doing a lot of video then. I was producing an online reality TV show. So I was just like, I was living in the digital world at that time. And so I was super excited to come And it was funny because he was thrilled that I was coming there. I was thrilled. And when I got there, I soon realized everybody else was not excited that I was there. I think a lot of people share this story and it was nothing against them. They just, I think change is hard sometimes. And so, but, but it all worked out and we can kind of probably talk about that story a little bit later. Um, But yeah. And then after being at ICSD, I developed their website, mobile app, built their entire social media, all of their digital presence from scratch was from nothing and made a thousand plus friends. (laughs) No joke, because the industry, they also didn't know what they were doing as far as digital. And so I was able and positioned as a mentor for them. And that's really how I kind of jumped into the commercial real estate side. And then long story short, I ended up, everyone kept saying, you need to start your own thing. You need to start your own thing. And that's what I went and did. And that's where uh, Quiet Valor was born. And so now we work with some of the biggest brands in commercial real estate, you know, supporting them and and building their, their platform. Wow. Wow. You do. And you do such good work. I'm, I'm honored that you've been able to help out me and some of the clients that I serve. And I know your like focus is in commercial real estate, but you know, being able to do tech or healthcare and all these other different areas, I find that you're just a very like kind and curious person that you'd like to kind of like dig in and 
understand and then help to kind of like bring out people's like stories and, and make it, I would say like magnetic is kind of what I think of when I think of you and your, in your voice that like you help to form people's voices, but like helping to get it out there. Yeah. I like to myself, I, I am a curious person. Right. And I like to find just in general, when I meet people, what's special about them and I can get there really quickly. Cause I'm like, you know, cause I feel like that's what makes everybody different. And so, and I really like to connect with the soul of a person, which helps translate to understanding the soul of a brand. Right. And so it's, it's something that's come natural to me. And, you know, when, again, when I meet, when I met you, right. I was like, okay, what, what is your, what is your superpower? Right. And so I was able to quickly identify that and connect with that. And, and that's why we're friends. Right. And I want to work with people that I truly care about because I want to see them win. And you know, me, we've been friends for a long time. If there's anybody and if there's anybody who needs anything, I will drop whatever I'm doing and make sure that I help out and, and get them to where they need to be, whether they're a client or not. Yeah. Well, it all, it all comes around too. like you, you do things without expecting anything in return. And I'm also happy if another commercial real estate broker just help coming, you know, starting out wants help on a deal and can't figure things out, you know, call me like, I'll, I'll help you out. There's plenty of business like to go around and, um, and then, you know, who knows what the, what might, what the story might hold, you know, later on. So um, so you, you're doing all this digital. You've been in the digital world since 2009, but it wasn't until what was it, 2020, and we're all dealing with the pandemic, the lockdown. That I think everybody was turning to like digital, and I mean a little bit before, but then we have the invention of the commercial real estate influencer summit where we we had kind of already bumped into each other online but then that's really right. when we did so talk about the commercial real estate influencers summit and then what that means to you and what it means to like the industry and all that so they have to back up though cuz i remember we met on clubhouse yeah i remember a few times yes and because Linda Day Harrison's the one who's like, you guys need to connect. You're both in Orlando, which I'm like, why are we doing this on Zoom? I should probably be at your house doing this, but it's okay next time yeah. <laughs> or your office. And so, yeah, so, you know, it was, it was exciting to meet you on, you know, the digital platform and then yeah. actually meet you in real life at yeah. the CREI Summit. And so the first year, the CREI Summit was in Lake Tahoe. And then second year was in New Orleans. And this year it's in Orlando, Florida in Lake Nona, which is really exciting. And shout out to Ken Ashley. He is the person who started this event. And what's special about the CRA Summit is it's an event that's put on by the people, right? Because typically an event is put on by, you know, organization or a company, a nonprofit, whatever that is. And the CRI Summit, it's all the influencers coming together to create a place to network, connect, and learn and mm. grow. And that's it, and it's so exciting to see it in real action. I feel like you are a poster child for a CRI <laughs> Summit attendee because you were 
you know, just trying to like see kind of where you fit in on the digital side of things. Right. And you were inspired by the podcast session and decided to start your own podcast, which your podcast has taken off, right? You are like just such a, such a great story and your content is, is working so much so that the news is calling you and coming (laughs) to your office and featuring you. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that's the story. And I've seen this movie before and that's how this works. It's like you, you build your brand, you're authentic. I mean, again, like I said, you are the poster child for the CRA summit attendee. And that's the goal is to really help whoever in commercial real estate wants to up their digital game and grow their brand. That's what the summit's about. And this year at the uh, Orlando location, it's going to be at the Wave Hotel, which is in the heart of Lake Nona, which is the first smart city in the entire US. So not only is it a great venue, but it's super cool. And so that's something that everyone's going to check out and they're going to see firsthand. It's so cool that I moved here. I moved to Lake Nona. <laughs> So cool. What what I think is you mentioned this before, like everybody at the commercial real estate influencer summit wants each other to win. I mean, you have some people that have been doing it a long time that might have like tens of thousands of followers and they're still willing to help out the other people. And I think because everybody wants you to win, they're there helping you put like the key into the door and opening the door. Like maybe I don't know that I would have had the confidence or really known like I had the voice that I had if not kind of being around that. And then, and you know, too, it's like open the door too to me giving like a keynote. And I've been able to like share that you're like, your tribe is so important. So I consider, you know, and this is a good segue into the other group we belong to, but like the commercial real estate influencer summit, I'm around other people who are like-minded that are giving, that are sharing and that are helping and realizing there's so much business to go around. And if we all kind of work together, all, all of us can win. But then the other group yeah, it's are- it's not it's not a pretentious event. Yeah. It's like it's more it feels more like a family reunion yeah. than a stuffy CRE event, right? It's because when you show up, everyone's like, hey, you know, like just we're so excited to see each other, right? Because we communicate so much digitally throughout the year that we get to see each other in person. It's just such a huge, exciting moment. And whoever's new, we're like, come on in, come Come on on in. Right. It's not, we're not closed off to, to new people before because, you know, here's the thing too, it's good for our industry. So if all of us in commercial real estate are out there, influencing, sharing good content, then, you know, the business community, investors, it's just going to have like a ripple effect on, on everything to, to have more content out there that's impacting our, our industry. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's exciting. Yeah. So you want to talk about the power beacons, right? Whoop, whoop. Yes. Yes. Let's talk about that because that's not really related to commercial real estate influencers, but I think it's interesting. We're both women, we're both women founders, and we're both within this commercial real estate field. And, you know, I was kind of brought into this group of power power beacons, which you've been a part of longer than I have. And uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the group and um, what, what it's about and why it's important? Yeah, absolutely. It's a group that was put together 
um, by Marissa. She is the founder of Ozo, co-founder. So if you don't know her, you should definitely connect with her. She's she's uh, just an amazing human being and so smart. So, so, so smart. And so, yeah, so she brought us all together and it was really a place for women in commercial real estate to come together and empower each other. And it was, you know, and I've been to like other group meetings, but this was the first one that felt so open, authentic, transparent. It just felt like it was super comfortable, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, um, and everyone was just an open book and what do you need? What do you want? Like, what can I help you with? And that's how I am made. That is how I was born. And so to, to go into a group where there there's other people that are just like that, I just was, honestly, it was, it was groundbreaking for me. And so I was all in from the start. What's interesting too, is when we get together, we don't always have, it's not like this big thing. I mean, just most recently we had our get together mostly at Marissa's like home. Like it's really like this deep, deep, deep kind of like sisterhood that like we're forming to support one another. And, you know, and we're still look, you know, still open to, to other people too, but we, you know, we have a, you know, a few things that we're trying to do. And so, you know, it's important that we have the right people that want to be part of the group. So. Yeah. And it's really cool because we have these monthly calls and, and, and really, you know, if it's something that you want to be a part of, you know, again, we're open to, to whoever, right. Whoever, whoever wants to come in and and join the key is super positive vibes, right. Positive vibes. That's like number one. And then coming in with a mindset to help, right. That's, that's number one. And the one thing I love about the event is, is again, it's, it's just so comfortable. Like the fact that we go to Mercy's house sometimes (laughs) and we'll, you know, everyone will fly in and we'll hang out there and we'll talk and we'll have like real honest and open conversations. Yep. It's just, it's so beneficial. It's so refreshing, right? Cause in, in a world, the world that we live in, everyone's like, how's, how's everything? Great? It's great. It's great. Everything's great. So great. It's perfect. Everything's great. Right. Like yeah, and- everything's perfect, right. And there's no way that that's, that's real. Like, perfect. <laughs> And I'm like, three wheels fell off my bus earlier today. (laughs) Help me put them back on. (laughs) Right. There's not enough enough cheese on my cracker. Whatever, whatever the issue is, you know, you, it's just nice to have a group of people that I feel like that I can genuinely help. And then if I need something, I can reach out in a text, a group text and say, Hey guys, I need help. Right. And so it's just, it's just such a wonderful, wonderful group of people. And um, I'm excited for what's to come for this group and what we're going to do for the industry. Me too. Me too. Well, let's talk a little bit about, you know, your, your main focus outside of your family, of course, but quiet valor. So what inspired you to start that? Maybe even talk about your, your name and, you know, who you're focusing on. Yeah. So quiet valor started because I really saw, you know, my partner comes from the very large agency world. And so, you know, in, in commercial real estate, typically the folks that are in marketing kind of grow up in commercial real estate, if that makes sense. Yep. And so, and that, and I would consider myself that, right. The person who's like been in commercial real estate for a super long time, knows the industry, like the back of my hands. 
and can, you know, can figure out what you need to do in 2.5 seconds, right? As far as whatever your goals and objectives are. But bringing in a fresh new set of eyes from an from an industry where, you know, people pay millions of dollars to work with these people. Yeah. Right? Millions and millions and millions and millions. And our industry, typically, we don't have those type of budgets. <laughs> yeah. And so, right? We just don't. And so, so, yeah, it depends on yeah. what commercial real estate company you're working with, but yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so it was really bringing that pedigree of creative to our industry by kind of like cutting the fat of who you typically don't really need at an agency versus who you really do. And our focus is understanding the goal and objective of the client and diving in as a team member. Like where we don't consider ourselves as like a third party or, you know, a partner, we, we dive into the culture. Right. And we're like, we're all in when we work with somebody because we truly care and we want to make sure that whatever your goals and objectives that we are coming up with strategies and creative ways to make sure that you can achieve your goals and, and are successful. And so that's really why we created quiet valor. I think, you know, quiet, I think that comes from, we have a lot of humility just ingrained in who we are as people. And, you know, it's not about us, it's about the client Mm -hmm. and our creative, we're always coming from a very courageous place, right? So that's really where the name was born. And so you don't, and you you always don't have to be so loud and obnoxious to be Mm -hmm. creative and strategic. Right. So that's really kind of where that that name was born. And yeah, and we work with some of the biggest brands in the industry. I mean, from you know, billion dollar companies down to a startup. So, you know, our clients are kind of all over the place, which is exciting for me because we get to work on these huge, amazing, amazing, amazing projects. But at the same time, we get to start with someone from the beginning, right? And I know you do that a lot too, right? Like you'll work, you'll do these big deals, but then you'll be like, let me help you, right? Let me help you get to where these huge companies are, right? And so that's something that I find um, very valuable to have the balance of those two worlds together. Well, it's interesting. You were talking about in the podcast, the beginning of it, like about the soul. And then I find that you have like this depth to you. And this will kind of lead into like my next question for you. But for me, the way of a brokerage that I have set up, I really need to understand the client and their why and where are they going and how does the commercial real estate fit into the overall equation? Because it's not just going and finding a... 2000 square foot office. It's about who are the people that you're putting in there and why and what are they going to do and why are you going to put that there? And, you know, what's your goals like after that? You know, how how do we put that like all together? And it needs to be very, like, in my opinion, strategic, which is why I got into commercial real estate to begin with, because I just found that not a lot of brokers were really like strategic and really like understood their clients. I mean, there's so much going on. Like I talked to a guy yesterday for an intro call. And he explained to me, like, you know, his methodology of doing business, and then, but his wife's having a baby and how that would play into like timing of things and stuff. And yeah, you know, it's not just like the space. So um, it's interesting. And so I find that if somebody really doesn't want to share 
I don't need to know every single thing about you, but you know, I need to know a little bit about, especially if you're a closely held business, which is what I work with primarily. I, I need right. to understand your your familial situation and the other things so that I can understand how this will all work together to come up with a great, you know, strategy for your commercial real estate. But I know that you do the same thing with developing these authentic relationships with, with your clients and how do you find that you've been able to 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 do that? Yeah, I think I mean, I think really it's just naturally I'm able yeah. to get to know people really well, right? It's something that I don't know if it comes from when I was a child, we moved around a lot. And so mm-hmm. I was put into an I went I think I went to like nine different schools, something like something crazy like that. Okay. Four different high schools in four years. So I was always like put into a situation where like you had to like figure it out and meet people. Right. And like make friends fast. So I think I was able to develop that skill early on. I think also my mom was in the industry for a very long time. She was, you know, one of the first COO and presidents in the commercial real estate at a very big REIT. And, you know, I grew up around CEOs, C-suites, like it was like normal. So I think that also helped as well. And so you know, when I meet with a client for the first time, and typically it's rare that it's someone I'm meeting for the first time because I've made such amazing relationships. Yeah, A lot of my business is through people that I currently know or people that know people that I currently know, right? And so there's automatically that trust factor, right? That, okay, well, I've known you for years. You know that I've got your back and I do, right? Or you were suggested to me by Amy, right? And I know that based on what Amy says, that you're good people, right? Yeah. Which we are. And I mean, you can tell if some when someone's working with you, if they're genuinely interested in, in the money or interested in actually helping you, right? And there's a difference there, yeah. yes. right? Right? Because sometimes I'll meet with a client and I'll be like, you know, I don't, like it doesn't make sense to spend money on that right now. Like you should go over here and do this, right? Like, and I... And and I and I could just take the money, right? But but we don't. Like it's it's all about making sure that the client is super taken care of and you build that trust, right? Yep. And then at the end, they win, we win. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of what I do has nothing to do with commercial real estate. So I will just be, you know, who you just started working with for one of my clients is, you know, I'm just going back and visiting his manufacturing facility. How are you doing? And I've set up for him like workforce grants to help him like get talent and looked at like if I could save him money on his like like electric bill and all these like weird right. things that have like nothing to do with commercial real estate. But I know at the end of the day, you know, the more I help him to make, the more it helps his family. And the more yeah. I help him make as well, the more it helps those families that work for him. Yeah. And he has, like almost 30 employees, or maybe he's past that now. But I know behind every business owner and in within every business is you have the staff who have families, you have the ownership that, and to me, it's much more than like the buildings. And so, you know, Susie Orman always used to say is like, you know, you always put people first before money. And um, I'm kind of like that way with commercial real estate. It's like, I want to understand that the people and all of that, and how does that all work? And then we can focus on like the properties and putting together a plan for that. Because I mean, I mean, there's a lot of really good 
brokers out there that understand right. real estate and, and doing it. But what's different about me is like, I, I tell people I'm like head and heart is, you know, like I, right. I truly care and right. uh, about you, my clients and their success as you do too, which is what makes us like so congruent with each other. But then, but then I also, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty smart when it comes to putting together a good plan as you are as well in marketing. So it's, it's an interesting combination because you don't necessarily see that all the time. And also you talked about how creative you are. I've started to notice this really, really cool pattern with these businesses that I see grow the most and see the most predictable upward growth are entrepreneurs that have a combination between creativity, but are also like disciplined, like organized people. Like and have like that drive and like discipline, but then are also creative. Yeah. I just am starting to see that like time after time after time. It's really interesting. Have you, what yeah. is, you work with so many different businesses? What trends do you tend to see in the businesses that are successful? Yeah. So I think it's a combination, right? So I think it's yeah. making sure that the brand has a voice, right? Yeah. And you're telling that story. So the brand needs to feel like it has a soul. Right. Yeah. And so, and what sets you apart from everybody else? Right. Cause like, what's, what's, even though you're all doing the same thing, there has to be something that makes you different. Right. Cause, cause you get hired over, over your competition. So kind of defining what is that? I think also understanding what your goals and objectives are yeah. and making sure that the creative, you stick to that. Right. You stick to, to achieving those. Cause sometimes it's easy to get distracted. Right. And yeah. so, but really kind of defining that. And I think, you know, once you've got the brand down, I think the other thing that a lot of people are missing is the C-suite voice. If you start looking out there, right, uh-huh. at these big brands, and then you look for the CEO, COO, or the chief financial officer, or, you know, that whole leadership team, you'll see that a lot of them are radio silent on social. And digital. Yep. And which blows my mind, right? Because if there's anybody that you want to learn what's happening from, you know, the brand's perspective, it's the leadership, right? Yeah. And now in 2023, 2024, 2025, as, as we keep on going, you have to tell the brand story. You have to bring a soul to the brand because the brand can only get their mm-hmm. likability so far. Cause you know what? It's a logo, right? When you go to a party, are you, do you want to talk to a logo or do you want to talk to a human? <laughs> That's a good right? one. <laughs> yeah. And so, so it's, it's just such a huge opportunity right now. Cause I think yeah. again, the brand is obviously huge, right? That's really important that you've got that, but then this, the, you know, the leadership team, what are all of them saying? And are they creating a surround sound for the brand? You know, we're doing that for a lot of clients right now, but there's still a huge opportunity to be able to say, okay, well, you know, we need to hear from you. Like think, think of it from a retention, right? Employees, employees don't have access that they should to leadership. They just don't. When they, when your company gets so big, they, they don't, they don't know what, how you think what you're doing. They just don't, they don't, they depend on, their boss, hoping that they're passing down your message as a leader. And so there's that. And then there's recruitment, right? Yep. People to want, why would I want to work with you? Right. The first place that people go now 
is on social to see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, that that is, right? And then from an investor standpoint, telling the brand story, right? Yeah. I mean, there's there's so much opportunity to tell so many different stories of what makes up your brand. It's it's almost irresponsible to not do it. Well, it's interesting. I used to have a name, different name for my business. And I went through a complete rebrand in 2016. And I read the book Breakthrough Branding. I don't know if you ever read that or not. You have it? No, I have not. And so it, you should give a copy to those those CEOs and CFOs that don't want to do this, but it talks a lot about how really like the brand strategy for a business needs to like connect with like the leadership. And so it gives like stories. I it may talk about like Richard Branson with Virgin. He's, he's great. He's like, yeah. he was, he was one of the OGs doing yes. this. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just talks about a lot of different businesses and showing that the leadership is demonstrating like the same values that you want to see within the business, trying to come up with this whole name for my company. And then people kept saying that like my level of like service and what like I did was like, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm always going beyond. And then, then it really like hit me that that was really like our brand and that really needed to be the brand within, um, any, any employees that work within me. They need to, you know, go beyond because at the end of the day, what I do is actually, it is kind of serious. It is do or die. This is like, it's high stakes in commercial real estate. It's big decisions. Whether you're, you know, whether, you know, you're working with these large, large companies, we all have the same problems. We just have different zeros behind them. So, you know, at the, it's so if you can, as a leader, align yourself with your brand, it is just going to, to help tremendously right. to do that. And then I do agree with you that it helps with recruitment and retention because also, you know, it, some people have different tastes for le- leadership they don't want to work with. And me having a voice out there, people can kind of distinguish, you know, and I put my authentic version of myself out there. Like is Amy's company something I would want to align with like or not? Um, so I, I think it's important. And I, I think that's a great tip. And I think it's a big missed opportunity it also makes me wonder too if there's companies out there in the leaderships not wanting to to do this. Like, why? Why is that? Do they feel like they're not consistent with what? What is it? So it's yeah. Kind of- well, I can I can answer that. <laughs> so the biggest thing that I hear is, well, I don't want the spotlight, right? Like, I don't want the spotlight. I don't want to be like the Kim Kardashian of commercial real estate, right? Yeah, and. I hate to break it to everyone, but the spot, if you're a C-suite executive, the spotlight is on you. Right. It is on you. It is. Yeah. Right. And so, so ch- take that off. Right. Cause it's, it's going to be on you. Right. And I think anytime you're a leader, the spotlight's on you. Right. You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's how that works. Right. And so, so I think that's, that's one issue. I think the other issue is I don't have time or I don't understand it, right? I think there's a lack of understanding the value of it. I think you just, they think of, you know, like the the TikTok people dancing and, you know, and those like kind of teeny bop influencers and, you know, they don't see the value, how that would work in commercial real estate. And so I think, I think some 
people who use social have ruined its reputation in the business world for folks who are would even consider to use it. Now, that's a false reality because there are a lot of people in business using social, especially in commercial real estate. I think Coy Davison tweeted that he closed almost $2 million just on social and commissions. Yeah. And so, and the, and there's, there's a whole list right, right next to him, right. That are closing deals on social. And so there's just, there's such a huge opportunity. So, I know, right. You are, you are, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's, it's funny to me, but there's, there's always a lot of, I don't have time. I don't want the spotlight. I don't understand it. I don't want to, you know, I mean, th- that's really, that's really what it is. Right. So, and, and I think that's why, that's why we're so successful in doing it with people because we understand you, you as a C-suite, you do not have time. You don't have time. Mm-hmm. Right. So we've developed a program where we can work around that. Right. And we do all the heavy lifting and we make sure that the other thing that when you're looking for this is to make sure that you find whoever's doing it, that they're writing your voice. That is like a hundred percent key. Yeah, because people will people know these C-suite executives, and then they'll right away if it's if it's him, he if it's the actual executive, who's or it's somebody writing for them. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, even if you do, there's no shame in that. I mean, we're we're busy. I'm writing a book. I have someone who's helping me with it. No, there's none. Putting it down, but like at the end of the day, you're really busy. I mean, there's a lot of things to do, but. My advice would be like, whether you're working with Sarah or like, you could start like in these baby steps and kind of like ease yourself into the pool. And like, I didn't become this influencer on social media, like overnight, this has been like a steady thing. And I just started out small doing a couple posts. And now the more and more and more I do it, the faster and faster I, you know, do it. And the more like help that I need now to like, keep up with all that's uh, coming coming down the pike from like business and all of that. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's good, but I do think it's key though, that it needs to be the right voice because also if, if, if you like, I think a lot of people are relying too much on chat GPT and I can look at some of these posts. I'm like, Oh, that was 100% chat GPT. Like I use it. 100%. Like, stuff, But it's like, it's gotta be your voice and you gotta make, make it into your like voice. You can't just do that. So yeah, I do think it's a missed opportunity. And I think it's something that people should do more. So, so you're the, key, the key is the, the key is the brand and then the yeah. leadership and bringing those two together. I agree. And that creates that surround sound that you okay. want as a brand. Oh, yes. So good. So good. So I want to be mindful of time. So I'm going to be going to ask you just a couple more questions. Well, let's just talk about your life because everybody knows that you have three boys and you're a successful entrepreneur. How do you balance that? (laughs) You know, whoever said you can do it all is a liar. (laughs) You, you can, you can do it. Right. But in reality, I just think it's important as women to like talk about the reality, right? Cause you could say like, yes, I do it all. And it's so easy and it's just so easy to be a mom of three boys and run a company and, you know, be successful. And so yeah. um, we're doing it right. But, you know, in the reality, sometimes, you know, something has to give, right. Sometimes mommy has to work late. Right. And 
the boys are on their iPads for a little bit longer than they probably should be and, and vice versa. And so, but I think the key is making sure that you have that balance. Right. And so, you know, you, like, I have a point where I'm like, okay, laptop's shutting and I'm going to focus on the family. Right. That's it. Right. And so I typically try to do that on the weekends, you know, and really, really focus on the family and then give them all that attention that they've, they've been dying to get all week, you know, cause it's, it's hard. It's hard to, to do both, but you know, but the great thing about it is they see their mom running a company working so hard and they're so proud. So, so proud. My almost nine-year-old Googled me the other day and he's like, mom, are you famous? (laughs) No. Oh. I am not, but, he, but he was able to see all those, you know, like all of the top influencer lists and the articles and the Forbes and the, all that stuff. And so it's, it's fun. It's fun to kind of set that example for them yeah. and just show them what hard work looks like. And, you know, how do we, how do we buy these things? How do we, how do we live the way that we live? It's because we work hard. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, but I love it. I mean, there's, I wouldn't trade all of it for the world. And sometimes it's total chaos and and other times it's not. (laughs) Well, and I like appreciate too, that you're teaching your kids like responsibility. Like I remember going over for pizza night and this is something Marissa talked about when we went to Marissa's house for the power beacons, all of us are like picking up, putting things away. And that all, cause we're all busy women, but like, we don't want to like leave a whole bunch on someone else's plate. And so we're all like cleaning up and I'm over your house. Like, stop that's, that's my child's job. Like, and I'm like, I'm like, that's so awesome. And so I think, I think the fact that sometimes you have maybe a little less time for them and like they're learning to be independent and learning their things. I, I think that's, I think that's a good thing. And they're yeah. being at the yeah. And we're was back in the day anyways, like before all this technology, before all these things, I mean, kids were part of like the household, like doing all these different stuff. And I mean, I think yeah. everybody has a different way of parenting, but I, I can appreciate that. And I like that. So yeah, we're, we're definitely old school. I grew up doing chores. I grew up <laughs> mowing the lawn on the weekends. I grew up cleaning the house. Like I grew up like that. Right. And so, and I think it's important for, you know, I think it's important for the kids to teach them that like, yeah. you're going to have to work hard. Right. Yeah. I don't want them to go through school you know, go to college and all of a sudden they're like, what? Hard work. It's been cake. (laughs) It's been cake up until now. And so, yeah, so we, I mean, we're, like I said, we're old school. We have a chore board. They do chores every day. You know, they split it between the three kids and, you know, we all, we all do what we need to do. And then we all sit down, watch a movie, play games, do homework, whatever, whatever it is that night. So. I, I love that. Yeah. I've even taught my two, I only have a two and a three-year-old, but they know how to go and gather all the laundry, put them in the baskets. They're starting to learn how to like sort them, put them in the washer. Mommy will press the button, but I, I think it's kind of, it's kind of cool because, you know, I, I do have some help, but I, I don't want them to like rely on that. Cause I, I'm definitely not, they're not going to have a maid when they go away to college. <laughs> They better, they better learn how to take care of stuff. So yeah, exactly. Any advice for other women leaders, founders, entrepreneurs? Yeah. I think the key is finding a tribe, right? I think finding that support system that's in the same industry as what you do. I think that is like number one. 
I think finding a mentor, I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us grow up in different environments, so we don't have access to some of the things that other people have. And so I think finding that mentor and partnering up with them, I think is critical. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, and then I, and then I, other, the other thing I think is, is balance, right? I think you do need time to, to stop, get refreshed and be able to have an open mind to think about, okay, what's next and be strategic. Right. And sometimes when you're just busy, 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 go, 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 go. You can't stop and think and be like, okay, let me look at this from, you know, 30,000 foot view and, 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 and look at everything. And does everything make sense? Is this the direction? Where do I want to go? Like, what's, what's my plan? I think the other thing that's important is, and this is a mistake that I made early on in my career is I was too quiet. Mm. I was always like afraid to say what I thought. Uh. And so just cause you're like, is this okay to say this? Is this okay to say this? Is like, is this, and I think, yes, just say it, right. Just, just go for it. Just be, be yourself. Right. And you'll learn if you fall on your butt, you're going to fall on your butt, say the wrong thing. You're going to say, but you'll learn. Right. But you're, you'll get there faster. If you open your mouth, you know, the one thing I learned is that if you want something, ask for it. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of, a lot of the time we don't, we don't, we don't, we're like, well, I got it. We'll do it ourselves. I'll figure it out. Or I'm going to assume that person that I want this from, right. Whether it's a promotion or whatever that is, they know that that's probably, that that's what I want. And no one's a mind reader. So you need to go ahead and be vocal and tell them. So that was another big lesson I had to learn and it works. You're right. You're right. I mean, I think there's even something that I wrote an email yesterday because I really wanted to say something and I saved the draft and uh, I was like, I don't know if I want to say this, but maybe uh, I'll talk to you about that when we wrap up. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. 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 But how do people find you? Is it LinkedIn, Instagram, all the things? What's the best way for people to get a hold of you? So you can email me at Sarah, S-A-R-A-H at quietvalor.com. And I am on all the things. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, threads, threads. TikTok. I know. <laughs> threads, is, threads, is, threads is exciting. <laughs> oh my God. Like I, 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 I need to take some, I need to watch some YouTube videos on how to do threads and I don't understand. Oh, I can show you. It's so easy. It's, it's so, it's really easy. Okay. There's not a lot of features on there. So there's not, there's not. So really cool. Well, I really appreciate your time, Sarah. I think you're a great resource. I know you're willing to help like anyone, whether they're applying or not, or if you are needing some marketing help, she's a great resource. So I really appreciate everybody tuning in today and let's keep going beyond. And this is Amy Calandrino signing off. Thank you.